Hello, hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Nerdy. I'm so excited that I'm doing this every single week. It's, been, it's become a consistent practice for me and I'm truly enjoying this and I really, really hope that you guys are loving this as much as I do. Um, this week, I invited my friend Brooke Senior to be our guest. I wanted her to come into the podcast and talk about her a little bit of her life story she is a sports psychologist at the moment and she has her successful company that she's growing and her clients and so she actually was my undergrad roommate so we lived together for a couple years and i saw her struggle i saw her process her progress that she had um you know, with her everyday habits and to see that she was working for these long-term results that she, she's now experiencing and still working on her habits every single day. And it's so beautiful to see. And so, yeah, so we talk a little bit about her story and her persistency and how patience is everything in this world, which is something that I will forever be struggling with. But um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about this episode and I really, really hope you guys enjoy and please let me know what you think. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Who you are and your real name first. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> my name is Virginia Brooke Williamson, but I go by Brooke. And that's just because my parents decided to put the name they wanted to call me as my middle name and make life a little bit complicated but it's always a good storyteller well i just want to say the story real quick because for about a year of knowing brooke i thought her name was brooke and then we go sign a lease to live to live together in college and she's like virginia the lady at like working at the front desk yeah i'm like no no no, wrong paperwork <laughs> she, you're like that's me Everybody at the table turns and looks at me, and I'm like, guys, not the time and place. I'll tell you when we walk out of here. And all of them were like, we don't know you. Who are we living with? And I'm like, it's just a name. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so her name is Virginia Brooke Williamson. It is. My name is Virginia Brooke Williamson. Please call me Brooke. I don't even identify as Virginia. Um, <laughs> just part of me. Anyways, I am from South Florida. I went to... I'm not, I don't know what to <laughs> I'm from South Florida, and I grew up as a soccer player. I started um, playing soccer when I was super young. I played a couple other sports, but soccer was always, like, the thing that I did. Um, my older sister did it, and so I was, like, you know, wanted to be like her all the time. And so she was doing it, and I was, like, you got to be like her. And then I just loved it. I loved it so much and continued on until I went to college. I knew that I didn't want to go to college for soccer because it is a huge deal to be a college athlete. Like it is all of your time and all of your energy and it's like a full-time job on top of going to school itself. So I knew that's not something I wanted to do. I wanted to go to a big like football school and do the tailgating and do the sorority and like have that college experience. Um, so I'm glad that I did that. So I went to FSU. Went to Wait, FSU. did you apply to any other school? I applied to UF and UCF, knowing that I wasn't gonna get into UF and UCF was like my backup school. Okay. So that's exactly what happened. Like I got into UCF, I didn't get into UF, and I got into FSU, and I went to FSU. Like it essentially was 
I knew that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to FSU, but I had to have like other applications, and so it just worked out exactly like I thought it would. Um, so I went for summer my freshman year, and first day, everything, I meet Marco, now husband. So I feel like my college story is definitely a lot different than all It's a love things. story. It's, it's not a college experience. It's, it's a love story and a college experience and like a very unique, like that never happens kind of thing. So I'm always proud of that. Yes. Um, so I just want to say I met Brooke uh, during college. I was really good friends with Marco, eh, your husband. Mm-hmm. And he introduced us. And Brooke, at the time, we we weren't that close. Like we, I mean, we we're like, oh, she's a nice girl. But later on, Marco asked me if she can live with us because we had an extra room in a townhouse. And she had, uh, I guess, her friends, like, I don't know if something happened with your other roommates or yeah, something. Yeah, she, she was, like, with the runners, and she was going to go live with all of her runner friends, right. like, close mm-hmm. to the track, and I was like, no thanks. So, yeah. Yeah, so then we ended up living together, and I told Marco, I'm like, you know, I'm going to end up being really good friends with her, so watch out. <laughs> and it happened. We became really good friends. We lived together for, like, three years. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And yeah, and then here we are together in South Florida again. We I come think, back. I think that's so crazy because like we didn't live together for three consecutive years. You know what I mean? We lived together my sophomore year, your senior year. Which like, if you think about it, you're like in two completely different places in your lives, sophomore year and senior year. But we just clicked so well with Michael, with Clinton. Like it was the perfect living situation. And I still to this day like tell everybody like that's my favorite year that I lived in college because we had so much fun, like we just lived our lives and like did our thing and like became the best friends. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice. And I remember that I wanted to. Obviously, there was a lot of group of friends and all of that, but I remember there was for some reason I was like, you know, I really want just a really amazing friend that I can feel like it's you know, part of my family, and it's just like a family person to me. And because obviously I was like really far away from family, and I'm a really big family person. And, and then you came along, and it was like we were there, anything. We're like, oh, can you do this? Oh, can you, you know, like pick up this or blah, blah, like. And it just felt like I was home, you know, in a different place from my home home. And it was beautiful. I'm so, I'm so happy that we're back here in South Florida. We didn't plan to be in the same city again. At all. And it, it was so weird. Like, so weird. It, but. I think it was even weird, like, how we ended up living together our second and third year. And then, like, to end up back in South Florida. Like, you had plans to, like, go and travel and, like, not be in South Florida at all. And I think I always kind of planned to be back down here. But it's just crazy, like, how we're back together, like, living our lives yeah it's crazy it's amazing okay so tell me what did you study and why did you choose that so i got my undergrad degree in psych and then i got my master's degree in sports psych when i when i actually went to college i think i signed up to do physical therapy so like to do physical therapy you have to do um it's like something sciences it's like very biology biology yeah you have to do like a Mm -hmm. lot of different sciences that are tough it's like hard to do the PT track and I knew that like um, I knew that going into it but when I did orientation I remember them explaining psychology and I was like wow like I really 
like the idea of that. Like I think that that's something I'm really interested in. I feel like I'd be good at. And so literally the day of orientation, I walked and it like changed my major right there. And I didn't know how to spell psychology at the time, which is like the most embarrassing thing looking back. Like the lady was like, you need to learn how to spell it before you can major in this. And I was like, no, this. She said that to you? <laughs> in front of like 10 other people. And I was like, all right, like this is fun. So I switched my major. I learned how to spell psychology. Um, I did psych for four years. And I, my senior year, I knew that studying psych undergrad you can't really do much with it unless you get a master's or a doctorate degree and so I was like okay I gotta start looking into things to do with this like I don't know what I want to do really I just knew that I liked the idea of psychology and like helping people so I started looking into it and the biggest thing that people do is clinical psych so clinical psych is like the hardcore like depression anxiety like schizophrenia all that stuff really intense and I actually talked to a psychologist and she was like, I love my job, but it's very toxic. Like you, as much as you try, you can't not take things home with you sometimes. And that's really heavy. And a lot of the people you're helping can't necessarily be helped. And so it's like, it's, it's hard to do that long-term, have that mental strain long-term. And so I was like, okay, maybe that's not something for me. So I looked into it a little bit more, and something came up about sports psychology, and I was like, sports psychology? I had no idea what that even was. And I looked into it, and it's basically like, you can help people with injuries, and how they process their injury, and how they recover from injury, and how they get back onto the field, or the court, or whatever. And that was like a major part of it. Other parts of it were, you know, just helping people with their confidence, helping people with their self-talk and their team cohesion and just everything involving, like, the mental side of what it is to be an athlete. Right. And I was an athlete growing up, so I was like, oh my god, like, we've never had this. Nobody even talked about it. I didn't even know what this was, and that would have been so beneficial to me as an athlete. Like, all the things you're going through, whether it's just, like, processing being a student and an athlete at the same time, or the things that you're going through in your life and how it's bleeding into your sport and like your performance in general, like it, it's essentially therapy for athletes and performers that are doing a lot and like it, it weighs on them, their identity, your whole identity is tied up into what you do every day. And if you're an athlete, it's a big part of that. So I really liked that and I was like, okay, how do I do this? I started looking into programs. FSU was the number one in the nation for applied. And I was like, that's crazy. Just graduated from there, you know, or about to graduate. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> and, and I knew I didn't want to leave Florida. That's something I, I hate the cold weather. You know this about me. I hate, <laughs> I hate the cold weather. And so I was like, I'm not leaving Florida. There's two programs in Florida. FSU was the number one. And I was like, how can I not go back to FSU? Like, Mark was there. He's working there. Okay, sounds good, I'll apply. It's the only school I applied to. And I didn't know that it was like hard to get in. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. You were so confident though. I remember when you were applying, you're like, yeah, I applied and and that's definitely what I wanna do. I wanna do sports psych and I'm only applying to this one program. I'm like, okay, let's make, and I'm like that too because when I um, applied to law schools, it was only a staring ones, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I know I'm gonna get into this one, exactly. and uh, 
and all that stuff. So I think it was great that you only put this energy into this one. Literally one, I was like, I'm either going to the school or I'm not. But there was no, there was not even like the thought of like, I'm not. It's just like, I'm going here and that's it, you know? And so I applied. I applied in, or I took my GRE. I had to take the GRE first. So I studied my ass off for that, like nonstop. Um, and I passed on my first time. And so I applied for school and I wasn't gonna hear until like March. I was gonna have an interview, if anything, in like March. So I decided to go and study abroad in Spain for my last semester. I had one more semester. I could have graduated early and I was Wait, like, was your last semester? Was my last semester. Wow. So I I wanted to learn Spanish. Marcus speaks Spanish, his whole family does, I've always wanted to learn Spanish. And I knew that the best way to do that is to ingrain yourself in it. So my last semester of college. I'm like, let's go study abroad. I apply for it. I get accepted. Okay, great. I've got plane tickets. I've got everything. And I'm like, you know, you're nervous to do anything like that. So hey, I was nervous. I was anxious. And I get to Spain. And it was a lot different than I expected. Like, I had your experience to fall back on. Like, you went. Michael went. Clinton went. Like, everybody that went absolutely loved it and had this life-changing experience, and so that's what I was expecting. Um, but I don't think that I was in the right headspace and maybe time in my life to do that, if that makes sense. No, it does, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I What do you think it was that gave you that... Um, I think there's That's a odd. couple different things. I've I've spent a lot of time analyzing over the years because it is something that was like heavy for me. Um, I think part of it and like almost like the core of it was the and I think we talked about this. Like I was on birth control for four years and starting my freshman year, and right away like it affected me, but I didn't know that. And I, I always look back and I'm like, why didn't I recognize the effects that it had on my confidence, my levels of anxiety, like how I was socially, like why didn't I recognize that? And I realized, and it sounds so funny, but like it just is the truth. When I was studying psych, you're studying these things and a lot of these disorders that come up happen in the ages of like 18 to 23 as a female. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just like developing an anxiety disorder. So I'm like self-diagnosing myself like nonstop, like anything I'm learning. <laughs> I, think we, I feel like we would do that all the time. All the time. Like all the time. I'm like, this is what it is. And so I'm like trying to self-diagnose myself. I'm like, I'm studying psych. I should be able to tr- figure this out. Which like looking back, like I, I can't even. But that's what I was doing. And so I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, accepting that I have developed an anxiety disorder because that's what's happening. And I never thought to think like, well, what am I putting in my body? You know, like what is, what am I consuming that also could play a role in that? So I think when I went to Spain, like I had been dealing with anxiety issues for a long time. I wasn't fully confident in the decision to go. I knew that I wanted to learn Spanish, but I, I had never been away on my own. And it was so overwhelming. I, when I got there, they like changed me out of all the classes that I wanted to be in. I just wanted to learn Spanish and they like, rightfully so like looking back they were like well you have to know a certain extent before you can take these classes and I'm like well I'm not going to take all these classes I don't need because I could have already graduated and so I was there for one week I was there for one week and I came home 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I was not eating. I was not sleeping. I was so anxious all the time. I, and I was like reaching out. I was trying to talk to people about it. I remember calling you. I called my parents. Mm -hmm. I was calling everybody I knew every single day, just like trying to feel a sense of normalcy. Right. And, and I couldn't. It's hard. I feel like a lot of things happen as well when you were there, like your roommate change and this and that. Yeah. And it's hard. I remember, so I, I did study abroad years prior to her going, and <clears throat> it was a beautiful experience. But when I got there, I was, I got to my, to my dorm, and I had a roommate. She wasn't there yet. And I got there with my bags. I had just traveled like 16 hours because it was like a delayed whatever, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I get there and I started freaking out. I was like, <sighs> I've I've been wanting that for I have been wanting that for so long. Yeah. For like a year I was prepping for that. I was getting scholarships and like yeah. talking to like financial aid and yeah. and all these people. And I get there, I'm like, Ugh, oh my fucking god, like what am I doing? And <laughs> I was leaving behind at the time, a boyfriend, my friends, my family. I was yeah. so far away. I've never been to Europe before, and I'm here alone by myself. And I don't know anyone. And I was like, okay, let me call my mom. And I called my mom right away. I got the Wi-Fi and whatever. She was like, hey, you get, you got there. And I'm like, yes, mom, but like, what am I doing? She's like, what do you mean? Like, we're fine here. Everything's fine. We're good. Go enjoy, go enjoy your semester. And we hung up. The minute we hung up, my roommate came in, and the rest is history. We had a blast for the rest of the time. So it was like, it, it was definitely like a shock, yeah. but it, it went away immediately because I was, I guess, like in a place where mm-hmm. I was able to get over that. Yeah. But I know I've been in different places in my life at different times where I wouldn't have had the mental capacity yeah. to go through something like that. And be able to be like, okay, no, like, let's forget it and move on and enjoy. Sometimes you are not there in the mind. And what happened to you was something that was meant to happen. Because it stirred up so many great things later on in your life. Yeah, honestly, like, I think it's something that has, like I said, I've spent a lot of time analyzing because it always comes back to me. Whenever I do think of, like, Spain and that experience, like, it, it, it gives me a little bit of anxiety still to this day. And I think it's just because of first the whole experience and trying to make it work and like trying to reach out and trying to get help and everybody around me was like having so much fun and enjoying themselves and there's no regrets and I just felt like alone in that feeling of like I'm freaking out right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I remember talking to somebody there the, like one of the counselors or something mm-hmm. and I was like this is what I'm struggling with and she was like oh like that happens I had a roommate that happened the same thing and I was like how long does it last and she was like um like a month or so and I was like I can't do this for a month yeah it was a different it was a different feeling it was a different it's not it's like what I experienced was literally 10 minutes yeah and I was able to get over it but I think what you had we just you were not in the right state of mind to do something that was very extreme like that. Yeah. You wanted familiarity. 100%. So you you came back, and then what happened? So I came back, and I lived with my parents, which I hadn't done in years. I had, like, always... Like, the only time I would live with my parents was, like, summer break for a couple of weeks. So I lived with my parents again. Um, 
and I would go up and visit Marco on the weekends, or he'd come down, whatever it was, and I was just, I was working, and I think I got like a sports psychology book. I remember getting a sports psychology book and like reading a chapter, um, trying to read a chapter every day and like trying to understand it more. Um, and I had my interview, I got an interview in March. And I was so nervous for the interview, but I did the interview and then I think it was like two weeks later, it was like you're accepted for grad school. And so once I got to that point, I felt like, okay, I have like direction in my life. Like I'm going back to school feel good about that like I'm going back to Tallahassee which at that place was at that time was like home for me like South Florida wasn't home you know it was but I had spent I had spent four years in Tallahassee my boyfriend's there all my friends are there it it was home and so I go back up to Tallahassee I move back in with my lawyer friend (laughs) surprise and it literally was the first day that we moved in, wasn't it, that we had that conversation about, mm-hmm. we both were like, let's get off of birth control, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember it being so quick of a turnaround, like, a week later, and I was like, I feel like I felt like I did in high school. I felt confident. I felt, like, okay in social situations. Like, I was excited to be social. I felt good about myself. Like, I had self-esteem again. I didn't feel anxiety about every little thing anymore and I was just like oh my god like it felt I felt sad because I was like I have been essentially holding myself back for four years like holding myself back but then at the same time I was like you have to go through things you have to like you can't regret you can't be like I wish I did this like it because it happened and now knowing that part like I feel like I have a very good awareness of the emotions that I'm feeling, if my anxiety is heightened, like, I have an understanding of why it's happening, um, and, like, how to fix it, or how to minimize it, I have a really good understanding about, like, how I'm feeling in social situations, and, like, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, why, like, I, I just have, I feel like it really gave me a really good awareness of myself, and how to be, and how to fix the inner feelings, I guess is the best way to put it, if something's off you know, instead of just, like, accepting that I'm not feeling comfortable. Yeah, I remember that time when we uh, moved back in. It was the time where I didn't realize that emotions were this important in your life. Mm -hmm. Because I've always been a very generally happy person, very generally positive. So I've never had a struggle to think, oh, if I want to do that, I'm going to go do it. Why not? You know, I was growing up, it was always like, why not? Like, I'm just going to go do whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And that period when we lived together, I recognized that I would suppress so much of my emotions and there was, I just avoided bad times. Yeah. Like avoided not having to deal with this. I'm going to go have fun. It was always about fun, 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 fun. And I remember when I graduated law school, I was applying to um, to the Colorado State Bar. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. And so I go and I move, and I, I, like I was planning to move there. I applied for the bar. It was like, what, $700? Yeah. And, and I remember I was like trying to sign a lease with a friend of mine over there, and it was like happening. Yeah. Right? And I remember one day we were like having fun. I think we went to like a park. We were hiking, and we are having like a bunch of fun, and I think we just like relaxed so much to a level that 
you we got back and you like started crying to me i'm like why why are you crying are you okay we just had so much fun like, you literally like what is happening right now and, and then she it, literally i remember you telling me this which i'll never forget because i think i needed that mm-hmm. but it i remember you're like i'm crying because of you i'm crying <laughs> your emotions and i'm like what are you i was i was okay, so confused but it was true. I was suppressing so much and we were always together the whole time that obviously you start kind of carrying each other's energies a lot. Yeah. And you noticed that I was suppressing something. It's like, there's something wrong with you and you don't want to face it. you got to face it because I want to stop crying. I want to stop feeling this way. I'm like, what? It literally was that because I remember getting home and being like, why am I so anxious right now? And like I said, I have a really good awareness now. Like I can kind of sit back and be like, why am I feeling this way? Identify it. And that helps me move forward. And so I was in a place where I'm like, okay, I can't identify it. Like I cannot figure out for the life of me why I'm feeling anxious right now. And I remember I go back to and I'm like, I think it's you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's all of your anxiety and your emotions that you're not recognizing and acknowledging. And it was. And I'm feeling (laughs) It was. It was because when we moved in together, we moved in my second year of law school. And that's when I recognized that what I was doing was something that was very unhappy to me. Yeah. And so when, obviously, like my whole life, I've always been really happy about my life. And finally, I found something that I was very unhappy about, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to face it because my habits were to ignore those things. Mm -hmm. And But life wanted me to face this because it was a reality in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was a very dark moment because I was, like, suppressing so much, and I was doing so much to avoid it. Like, I was moving far away from home, right? And... I remember it was December because I was graduating early, and I was going to uh, spend Christmas at the ha- like at my at my parents' house, and then I was moving to Colorado mid January while I was studying for the bar. Like yeah. that was my my Did plan. Yeah. And that day was, I think we went to the park because it was like kind of like a goodbye thing mm-hmm. where I was moving like the next following week or something. Yeah. So we went. And we were like celebrating. So it was a happy moment, but then she starts crying to me, and I'm, I'm like, wow, and then this happens, and it was like, kind of like, the universe, like literally, it was like the universe coming through you to tell me, <laughs> wake up, wake up, this is not, this, no, no, you can't be doing this, and then I remember I go home, and I'm with my family in December, and I'm having such a great time with my family and friends back home, I hadn't seen them in a while, and... I was like, why do I want to go to Colorado? Like, why, why do I want to escape? Like, I'm having such a great, peaceful time at home. And then I switched the bar to Florida. I canceled the lease with my friend. I switched all my plans, and I had to pay, like, a $1,000 fee to transfer my application for the bar exam to, to, to Florida. But I was so certain of that. Like, it was all of my money at the time. I was like, okay, like, this is, yep. Yep. And, and I... And it was, honestly, it was a blessing for me to stay home. I cannot imagine a life so far away from my family and friends where I was escaping. And when I moved back was when I finally faced so many issues that I had from my childhood and from growing up that I needed to face in order to keep on growing and in order to 
find myself, I guess, find what I, you know, release all this like fog and be myself, right? Yeah. And I needed to move back home. I needed to face so many issues that I've had growing up. And moving back, like you said, like I hadn't lived with my parents in years, like seven years. Yeah. So I moved back, it was weird, mm-hmm. like being home, <laughs> it was so weird. But I lived with my parents for, I think, like a year and a half in between, you know, back and forth, whatever. And, and it was a healing moment for me. It was a healing moment for me and I needed that to really figure my life out. And it was literally that moment when you were literally screaming at me. You're like, wake up! I love it. I I always remember that because it was a very significant moment where we were suppressing for so long. And I remember it so well too because I, when you started talking about going to Colorado, like, as much as I would try, like, I feel like I'm somebody that in, I don't have like a whole outlook for myself in the future. Like, I don't have a whole future plan. It's never been me. But I have, like, if I have an idea about something and I can create an image of it, then that, that to me is something like, okay, I, I feel like that can happen or that's going to happen. Or if I am thinking about something and I can't really create an image about it, it doesn't feel right, I guess. Like, I have a very like, interesting instinct about that. Like, that's why, like, going to FSU, like, I just kind of, I, I see it and it's happening. You know what I mean? And, like, there's a bunch of other things that have happened in my life that... I want it to happen, I'm trying to force it, but I can't see it, and it doesn't happen, I'm like, okay, I should have known. But with you in Colorado, like, there was no part of me that could see you there in that time. You know what I, I mean? I didn't see me there either. I don't know what I was thinking. Like... It wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant for me, and I just kept escaping, 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 yeah. and just didn't not want to face so many things that I needed to face. Yeah. So, it was crazy. But, anyways... <laughs> so, um... So now... Obviously, you went to sports psychology yes. and FSU. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, I got my master's in sports psych. I absolutely loved my master's program. Like, when I tell you it was number one in the nation for a reason, like, absolutely. They deserved it. Um, my mentor, who was still my mentor, he created the program. He was there for, I think, five years before I got there, and he just developed the applied program that was so so informational and so hands-on and so like it gave you such a good foundation for what you're gonna have in the real world you know and I loved it so we worked with teams up there we worked with individual athletes like we got to be hands-on we got to like do real stuff and it's funny because I think I just thought about this but when we graduated so my partner and I when we graduated we were gonna stay for another year and work with our teams because we're your business partners. Yes, my business okay. partner. Now. Mm-hmm. We we're gonna stay for another year and work with our teams at FSU um, because we needed we needed to get hours. So we're like, let's get our hours. It's free teams, free uh, supervision, all that stuff. Like we already have lives here. Mm-hmm. Marco's gonna stay and work for another year. So I'm like, perfect. And we'll COVID it. And the director of our program left, and we we're like, well, if he's not the director, like place is going to go downhill and so we're like and then we didn't know if we were even going to be able to like he had to approve us of that so we were like okay what if we start a business like let's just do this and when we were in the program we learned which we weren't happy about like most people when they graduate they go and work for the military which we're like we didn't sign up for sports psych to go and work for the military you know like I want to work with athletes I want to work with sports 
So that was always something in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, how do I get there? So we're like, okay, private practice. So we started private practice. All the confidence in the world about like, well, we've been doing this for two years already. We've got this, you know. Nobody teaches you how to start a business, first of all. Like you go to school for a psych, you're learning about psych. You're not learning about anything when it comes to business unless you go get a business degree. So, and I knew it was gonna be hard, I knew that. But I don't think I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I'm still working on that, but going into it, like we did as much as we could. I remember we had like an interview to work with a college team like right off the bat and completely like messed up that, not messed up but like didn't know what we were getting ourselves into mm -hmm. to work with like a real college team that like wasn't just handed to us because they were working with our program and I think that was like a real eye-opener of like damn like this is the real world like we're starting a business we're gonna make money doing this like it was a whole new experience so we do that we moved back down to South Florida I'm like, I'll use all my connections. I'm like fully confident in this. I'm like, we have it. I've got connections in, in the sports world and this and that and all the confidence. And it started out like pretty good. We're like, okay, we've got like some clients, you know, like we just started. We feel good about this. And a business though is, it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. There's no consistency, especially when it comes to services, you know, because sometimes people need it, sometimes people don't. And sometimes you fix people and they don't need you anymore, you know? So it's up and down, and that's what we've experienced. Um, and it's taken a lot of, it's taken a lot of patience. It's taken a lot of like having to assess and reassess and be insightful about like, okay, what do I really want? Like, what do I really see for this? And it's a lot, you know, it's a lot, and it's, it's something I've never strayed from is, like, I love doing what I do. I love working with my athletes. It's something I will never not love, but all the other stuff that comes with it is really hard, and it's time-consuming, and it's frustrating, and it's overwhelming, but it's also rewarding, you know, and I think that that at the end of the day, like it makes it worth it. Whether the reward is like small, like one half a client that like says they might work with you in the future, you're like great. Or if it's like, hey, you just signed on for a team for the whole season, you know, like mm -hmm. it just, you don't know what you're gonna get. It's so funny because you went from working with someone else or for someone else mm -hmm. to being your own, you know, owner yeah. of a company. And you're like depending on your work yeah. and your clients and all that is completely different dynamics. And when when I started my title company, I realized that you really it's really a test of your mentality because you never know. Like when you're working for a corporation or a company, like you know what where your check is coming. Like, oh my god, in two weeks I'm getting my check and I know exactly to the dot how much I'm getting. Exactly. Or if you work, you know, like something like that. Right. Um, and I think obviously for like commission-based people is very different as well. But for company owners, it's like you never know how it's gonna be. Like, what is the dynamic of the next six months? Like, what if this the market goes this way? Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional roller coaster, 
and it is a trade-off it's a trade-off that you take from working with a, another company or like having that stability right. that you know like that mental stability mm-hmm. but it's so rewarding because you're creating your own situation your own company that eventually has so much potential mm-hmm. so much potential and and what you're doing is you're using your creativity you're using your creativity in different ways because one you already know that you're using your creativity with how do I advise this this one athlete or something so you're using that your creativity with people that you know you you're trained for you know that right but now you're using your creativity for okay how do I get more clients how do I how do I you know like start my company how do I open this up like what kind of fees are we gonna have for our clients what kind of offers do we have this month or like and you have to look at different dynamics now so it expands your mind and it's so interesting it really does like it challenges you in ways that you like I said didn't necessarily study for you know like you go to you go to business school you know you're gonna be in business you go to psychology school or sports psych you get your degree like you're not necessarily thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to do all the business stuff on top of what I just got my degree in. And so it challenges you to open your mind a little bit, like learn something that maybe I'm not like wired for necessarily, but you know, move the wires, figure it out, you know? So that's where I'm at now. And I love that. Move the wires. <laughs> move them. Rewire. You know? Wow. Like, you I that. love that because you, you, you thought you were like this concept of like, I can do this, I can do that. I'm not meant for this. I'm not meant for that. To like, I feel like I wasn't meant for this, but I'm going to go and mold this. Exactly. You know, or whatever. Exactly. And I think that's like what it comes down to. And, and I say this as, as, sort of looking for, as humbly as I can, being like, I'm not fully practicing this. You know what I mean? Like every day is a work in progress of trying my hardest and like getting to the place I want to be. Then but you are practicing it. Right, you know what I mean? You're, tr- like, you're, you're trying, you're already practicing it. But it's, it's you can mold yourself into whatever you want to be. And I think I've, like, had to almost, like, sports like myself a lot of times when it comes to, like, okay, if I if I was an athlete, like, if this was one of my athletes, like, what would I tell myself? What would I tell this person? And genuinely, a lot of times I'm like, you are not necessarily who you were yesterday, and you don't have to be who you are today tomorrow. Like, you have the potential whatever potential you want to be whoever you want to be and it doesn't mean that you are in this box forever you know what I mean like you can put in the work you can put in the time like there is endless amounts of time if you really think about it like how many people go back to school a billion times because they want to do something else and they want to do something else like that is totally acceptable to change your mind and be somebody else if you're not happy in this place or this is gonna you know serve you more you know, mm-hmm. I think that's always something that I've really believed in. Like, you don't have to be one person forever. Yeah. That's that's what I was talking about in my previous episode, where it's so hard to be like, I want to do this. I want to be this person for the rest of my life. This is my career, and I'm choosing. And that's why in college, like, people switch their majors. Like, you're choosing this really big decision that you have no idea who you're going to be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So right now, the question is, what do you want to do for the next two years? Mm-hmm. And that's a more like reasonable question yeah. to ask yourself. And with 
you expanding your mind with your own company, I feel like it's opening up that mindset of like, wait, like I can do whatever I want. I can be who I want to be. And let me figure that out, who I want to be for the next couple of years and go do that. How do I, how do I become that person? You know, it's actually really funny that you say that, like, I, like, figure out who you want to be for the next two years, because I've, I've, I've almost thought about it, like, figure out who you want to be today, like, you know what I mean? I don't have to know, because I think that's something that's, that's caused me anxiety in the past of, like, okay, well, I have to know. You don't have to know, you know what I mean? If you want to know, if you want to figure it out, if you haven't figured it out, great, like, do that. But you don't have to know. And sometimes it just isn't going to be about you like forcing something or getting to the bottom of it when you put the time into it. Like it's sometimes it's just gonna happen the way it's gonna happen, and there's no knowing until it happens. Right. Yes. You know, and I think to me that helps me with my life and the day to day. It's like, well, I don't have to know today. Maybe tomorrow something will come to me and I'll know. But right now, if I don't know, I don't have to force myself to know. I don't have to force an idea or a persona on myself if I don't fully identify with it yet. Because maybe, maybe I will identify with it in a couple of weeks, but I, as of right now, I don't. And so I can't force myself into something or force myself to believe something and practice it if it's not what I feel, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. in that moment. Of course, yes. and. With what I'm doing now, with like switching a lot of my life and my time to doing different activities, yeah. I recognize that what you said about, you know, people switch careers all the time or whatever, because I see it like I'm going into this more like marketing or creative way of going with my life, yeah. and I see other people creating amazing things with marketing and branding and doing all these different things, and I'm like, Holy crap, like this is amazing. Yeah. And but you can't compare yourself. Right. You can't you can't be like, wait, I wanna be like this now. No. You are where you're at now. And if whatever you wanna do, if, if that is your intention and your plan and your goal is to be like this person, okay, like then you, you set your plans or whatever. But right now you are where you're at and you are meant to be where you are now. Exactly. And you are going through where, whatever you're going through for a reason. You might not know what's the reason yet, but it always makes sense later on. Mm -hmm. Like why something happened or, um, like, you know, like different switches or like, you know, what you said, unexpected, like situations. Mm -hmm. It's, it always kind of comes later on, but for right now, it's like, you, we just got to accept reality and just like be patient with where we're at now and take the reality of the situation and see what you can do every single day but you gotta enjoy the process because that's what life is about it's like you can never just like reach your goal and like that's it boom no no absolutely not so it's like i always thought like reaching you know becoming a lawyer it's like that's when i'm gonna be satisfied and happy and, and you know whole i thought that's when i was gonna be whole and when that was happening throughout law school, I'm like, this isn't going to make me whole. I got to make myself whole in my own way. And I got to find out how and when or what I have to do to do that. But this avenue of external, you know, satisfaction is not going to happen. 
and it's it's not. Now you just have to like figure it out internally. No, and I think that you make a great point about like, okay, you thought if I finish law school, I'll be whole. Well, I, we set all these goals for ourselves, like whether it's graduating college, getting your master's, getting your law degree, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, we have these goals for ourselves in the future, and we always think about it as like, okay, once I do that, well, once you do that, what? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. not, that's not the end. Then what? You know, you set a new goal, and you're right back to the beginning again. So you can't think of it as like this ultimate, okay, I'll be happy then and I'll feel achieved and I'll feel fully successful because it's not even about where you, where that destination is, it's like what you're feeling along the way, you know, because if you're always counting on feeling all those things you want to feel at the end, well then what about right now? Mm -hmm. You're not feeling that happiness now, you're not feeling successful now, well that's the whole point of it, you know, you reach that goal once one day, but what about all the rest of the days that you're spending getting there? You know, it's it's about, it's, as cliche as it sounds, like it is, it's about the journey. And one goal is not the end. Yeah, of course. There's going to be millions of goals in your life, and you should always have goals, because it's something to strive for. As human beings, we want to be successful. We want to be greater than we are. And that's only natural. So rather than... This is something that I've talked about with athletes and something I've tried to talk about with myself, but rather than reaching these goals and letting that be your idea of success, why not like set time for yourself today to make yourself happy? And if you've done that, then let that be your idea of success. You know, at the end of the day, you are successful if you put some time into yourself. You made yourself happier, you did something that made you happy today, you know, like, make that the, the success, rather That's than so beautiful. the physical, external achievements. Right, yeah, it's like more present, mm -hmm. like, you create your success today, exactly. and what you succeeded, or what you're succeeding now, today, mm -hmm. what is it, and then you go step by step. Exactly. That's beautiful. That's why, it's hard, it's, it's, it's practice, you know what I mean, it's, it's these things that we want to make habits, but you can't make a habit without doing it over and over and over again. A habit is something that takes less effort, you know? So once you practice it enough and it stops taking as much effort, it becomes habit, you do it every day. It's like going to the gym, you know? Like first two weeks of going to the gym, you're like, oh, again, again, again. But all of a sudden, four weeks later, you're just up and you've got your shoes on and you're at the gym and it's a habit. Yeah. It's so... I'm literally there in my life right now because it's understandable. It's like you you gotta enjoy your everyday, yeah. right? But I have a habit ingrained in me that is okay. You have a goal. Let's go. Let's kill it. Let's let's be uh, you know efficient. You know productive. Everything. Let's let's do it. Mm -hmm. And now after you know switching around things internally for me. I still find myself going back to this, <laughs> and you're so right. I need to get out of this habit, even though my goals have switched or my intentions have switched a little bit. I still have that ha that habit, and I need to work every single day in making sure that I get that out of me. You know, because you gotta enjoy your everyday. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that completely. Like, I think switching your habits. I'd say prioritize your habits. You know what I mean? Like. If you would rather 
be like, okay, today, if I, today at the end of the day, I will feel successful if I did something that I enjoyed or I worked on this a little bit. Like, switch the idea of success to an everyday success rather than an end goal achievement. If you feel like that is going to do better through life, do it. At the same time, like, be aware of the things that make you you. And so if you do have these habits of, like, this is how you get to those goals, the physical ones, like the external ones that are still important in our lives. Like you can't downgrade those. Um, if you have something in you that's driving you to do that, like don't take it away fully, but work it into these other habits that you're building so that there's balance, so that it's not just one overwhelming the other, you know? Because I feel like sometimes if you take that away, it becomes not you. Something, something in you, some, you lose something in you. I love that. You know what I mean? No, that's so true. It's all about the balance. It's all about the balance. Wow. Yeah. And so let me ask you, so now you recently just um, started full-time with your company. You've had it running for two years, yeah. right? Now you finally de dedicated to it and now you're dedicating your full-time to it. What is your favorite thing about this whole experience? Honestly, like every single day, my favorite thing is just being with my athletes. Like every time I jump on a call with my athletes, I don't know what I'm getting. I don't know like where their headspace is gonna be at, how practice went this week, how the games went this weekend. Like I don't know where they're at, and I just love getting to see where they're at and then how I can help them. You know, and that's where like like you said, I have to use my creativity. Like I've never thought of my myself as a creative person but I listened to your last podcast and I was like that makes sense <laughs> so that's where I'm I, creative. Yeah, exactly. that's where I have to use my creativity of like I don't know what I'm getting here you can really plan so much for a session but you could have an athlete come in that's been working on one thing for six weeks now but come in and need something completely different and you have to adapt to that mm -hmm. and so I that's how I use my creativity of like I am deciding how I can best help you today with the knowledge that I have, with what you're bringing to me, the emotions that you're feeling, the experiences that you've been having, and what's gonna make you better at the end of the session, what's gonna make you better in your next performance or in your next practice, or what's gonna help you in your life going forward, you mm -hmm. know? Because I think that's that's one thing that I love about my work. It's, it is, we work with all our athletes, but sometimes I've got teenage girls that just need somebody to talk to. And a lot of, and most of the time it's about whatever sport they're playing, but, with their school, their parents, like relationships, their siblings, their friends, all tie into the emotions that they're feeling, their confidence, their self-esteem, and that goes into their performance, you know? So if we don't talk about that, I don't get a well-rounded idea of my athlete. So essentially, it's like a full overall well-being, and I love that aspect of it. It's incredible. It's so you because you're literally a psychologist by nature. <laughs> I study psychology too, but you're like psychologist by nature. Like, let me go analyze my brain. My my brain right now. I'm gonna call Brooke. Like, yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's always. I'm always the psychologist. Of the yeah. Group. Like, everybody will come to me when they need yeah. something. Yeah. But you're such a sporty person, and sports have always been a big part of your life. And you've always wanted to add that yeah. into your career. And yeah. it's so cool that you took the time mm -hmm. to discover, to look for things that align with you. Yeah. And I feel like you found the perfect combination of those two things. Mm -hmm. And now you're using it and it's, it's so inspiring. It's amazing. I remember in, in um, when you were in your master's, doing your master's, 
and you said it's very applied word. Yeah. I remember you were working with the cheerleading team, and it was one of the hardest ones because it was like such a big team, and it was a bunch of, you know, very, you very know, reactionary. Yeah. Crisis management. Yeah. It was a lot of a lot of that. I feel yeah. like right away you were um, thrown into the sharks, and I thought they were gonna like ease you in. No, they no. threw you into the sharks, Dude. and. And you would come every day and you would tell me the stories and I'm like, I love how you just immediately combat it. You took it for what it is and let's go figure this out. And you would like analyze different strategies to, you know, talk to these girls or what you needed to do or what you needed to ask. And all the, you went all in and you're so you and your confidence level went from like, let's say 20 to like 120 <laughs> in two seconds. Like it was crazy. And seeing that I'm like, she is so meant to be doing this. Like she is using her superpower or her internal skill that she was born to do and she's putting it to work and she found something that was aligned with that. Something in the real world to apply it to. And you're using it and it's so beautiful. It's so cool and I'm so happy that you found the confidence and you know, the emotional, you know, place for making this your full-time going all the way trusting the process having patience and you know just trusting the world to really make it happen for you and it's hard it's hard because i know me and you are very similar when it comes to like we were talking about this earlier where we love to we love structure we love things to tell us like how like you know grades like like you got an A, good, perfect. That's all I needed to do. This is the enough effort to go do this to get an A, right? So we were satisfied with our A's and all of that. But now in the real world, what is satisfying? What is what is the the best effort that you can put into your day or like and we were talking about this before we started recording where it's a struggle because we're like go getters, we're hustlers, but we also like to have our peace. And so it, it's a struggle. It's a it's a very hard balance to like, you know, you talk about it all day, but it's a really hard thing to apply sometimes because, like you said, I we're very similar in the sense of like we want to be productive, we want to be efficient, we want to mm-hmm. be, we want to contribute to the world and society and our lives, and like we we have ambition. I think that's the best way to put it. Like, there's ambition, and so when I'm putting the time into the business and I feel like it's not enough, or I feel like I could be doing more, or sometimes it's, there's nothing more to do other than just to keep doing what I'm doing, you know? And I think that's the hardest part of like, well, I wanna do more, how do I do more? Like, how can I make this bigger? And, you know, but sometimes it just is, you gotta be patient. You're mm-hmm. doing everything you can do, and because, you know, with mental stuff, it's word of mouth. You can't necessarily advertise like anybody else can advertise. So everything we've got right now is word of mouth. And I can't force people to tell other people, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just waiting. It's just doing good work and waiting sometimes. And mm-hmm. that's probably the hardest part is to wait when you want when you want to be efficient, you want to be productive. And not there's not necessarily anything to produce at the moment. Yeah, of course. I this brings me back to when I started the title company. I was still um, doing litigation work with my old firm, but I obviously my intention was to have enough clients that I can like be able to just do that full time. Right. 
it took me like six months to get to that point of like me being active, already having the company like set up, ready with marketing, all that. Yeah. And I was like, what else can I do? You know? And there was one day that I'm like, you know what? This is going to work out for me. It's going to work out for us. Yeah. And it's going to happen because I know that this is what we want. Yeah. And we just got to give it time. And I did. I focused on other things in my life at the, at the time. Like I was really into a case that I was doing and I was really into my friends and just like my healing. Um, so I kind of put that aside yeah. and accepted the fact that it was going to come at its own time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it came out of the blue. It just blasted. And, and the transition went really smoothly, even though I was like so sleep deprived because yeah, we were so busy and I was still working in my other firm. And, and then I finally talked to my boss and he was just like, you've got to take this opportunity. And he was like amazing about it. Yeah. You know, I love him. Yeah. Um, but, but it took that, that. Like, it took so much of the trusting process exactly. and recognizing that it was going to get there and, and, you know, eventually, like, be what it was. And I'm like, yeah, it's busy now, but what about, like, in, in you know, three months? Oh. <laughs> and, like, I didn't know. I didn't know the process of what it was. Like, it was it was very, very scary. But for some reason, my heart was like, this is the moment. This is your time. Take it. And we, we just flow. We take things and we rewire. You know, we, we digress. Like, we do whatever we need to do in order to, you know, whatever life comes at you with, you do it and you you figure it out. Exactly. And I think with the title company, it made me realize that. It made me realize that you have to learn to mold yourself in different ways and be, be flexible with the wherever you're at. And obviously have your goals, but you're right. Like, be present and accept reality and it's a beautiful process it's stressful very stressful but it's it's definitely an emotional journey that i forever will be grateful in my life to oh, have yeah, i bet honestly same like i it, it's one of those things you kind of have to like stop for a second and almost like look back you know what i mean like because if i if i just sit in this place of okay what else can i do how do i make it big like how do i become a millionaire you know what i mean all these things I could get really frustrated. I could probably get insecure in where I'm at, and that's okay. Whatever emotions there are, like, I've come to peace with that. But at the same time, like, sit and look back. Like, if I look back at everything that I have achieved until now, and, like, all the work that I have put in, and, you know, what I wanted for myself four years ago versus what I have now, like, four years ago, myself would be like, you're doing fine. Like, you're doing amazing. Look at all you've done where you're at like are you happy and and genuinely I could wake up every day and say like yeah I'm really happy with the things that I've created in my life and the people that I surround myself with and the experiences that I have and the the ways that I choose to spend my time like yeah I am really happy and so kind of taking those moments sometimes is important because a lot of times especially here in our society like we're very stuck in the what's next what's next what's next but kind of slowing down sometimes and thinking, well, what about right now? Like, am I happy right now? What's around me? Do I want to change any of that? Like, kind of taking an inventory, inventory of like, am I, am I proud of myself and where I'm at? Am I happy with who I have in my life? 
do I feel happiness every day? And like and, and doing that inventory sometimes and accepting those things and then moving forward, you know? Mm -hmm. Because once you move forward, you're back in the what's next, what's next, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But unless you take those times sometimes, then you're never really gonna appreciate everything that you've done for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's as important as all the things that you're working towards. Right. That makes, like, such a coincidence because I was listening to this podcast earlier today and he was talking about how we're always in the go, 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 go. And if you take, scientifically proven, mm -hmm. if you take 17 seconds of your day, it only takes 17 seconds to stop and count what you're grateful for, just a couple things, 17 seconds, it brings you back to this energy of gratitude for you to be able to implement your ideas and give to the world and receive and yeah. and that's basically what you said. Like you stop, take inventory, and see what you love, see what you don't, you know, like where you're at, be grateful. And I think that's that's what it takes. It's a habit. Exactly, it's a habit. It's a mm -hmm. habit. Do it once a week, do it twice a week. All of a sudden you're doing it every single day as if it's part of your routine. Wow. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of That's you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because I, I know what it was because it took a while for for you to mentally be like, okay, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. You know? I think it took a mental evolution. Well, and that's still a habit that I'm trying to build. You know what I mean? Like waking up every day and being like, okay, I decided this and I'm okay with my choice and mm -hmm. this is what we're doing today. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I got it all together, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it's still a work in progress every single day. Like every single day, I'm trying to mold the habits that I want for myself. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like like I said, sports like myself as much as I'm sports like these athletes. Like it's a practice what you preach kind of thing, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to at least. Amazing! So, yeah. I love it. I can't wait to see what you create and how big this goes for you. Because I really believe in your talents and your skills and what you're doing. I really, really do. You know since, like, I know college. I'm like, number one fan. I get home from sessions and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, you don't even know what I did. <laughs> no, because I know you're so aligned. And when you're aligned with your true, like, skills and who you are, you're inevitably, you're going to succeed. Yeah. And I know this for a fact. Your company is going to be amazing and you're going to kill it and you are killing it. I'm so excited for the journey and we're going to do another podcast interview in a couple years and see how famous you are so don't forget <laughs> about me and we're going to continue. Amazing. Thank you for being here. I Thank love you for having me. This was so much fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs>